Hey, welcome back, midwives. Today, we're going to talk about my consult workflow, how I avoid wasting my time answering questions on the phone for people who are not serious. I'm Tisa, a midwife and a birth center owner in Southern California. Like many of you, I did not get the education needed to run a successful, profitable, and sustainable practice. But I was lucky enough to have an entrepreneurial spirit, a business degree, and the will to teach myself new skills. Here on Midwife to Midwife, we will explore building our businesses, our profession, and our communities. We will discuss subjects that are important to you, like on-call schedules, protocols, equipment, and how to get some of that precious time off. I will share my own personal experiences as well as interview great business minds. Welcome to Midwife to Midwife. Hello and welcome back to Midwife to Midwife. I am Tisa Kareen and I am happy to be with you today. Today we're going to talk about my consult workflow. And what is a workflow? Basically, it's the tools and um practices that you put into place to get you from A to Z in your business. And I have a workflow for consults. I have a whole plan of action from start to finish um, to make sure that I'm not spending time with the wrong people. So let's dive in. Okay. So the first part of my workflow is what happens when someone either emails us or calls the regular phone. And what this looks like is I do not spend time answering emails and phone calls with general questions. I always direct them on to some materials that I've already prepared. I want them to go through all that material before they approach me with other questions. So what this looks like is if someone calls our office, um, I generally do not answer the phone. Um, my assistant does, and she will, if someone asks, hello, I'm, I'm curious about working with a midwife. I'd like to get a, a consult. So my assistant will direct them to the first step in our consult, which is watching all of our informational videos on our website. Same with an email. If I get an inquiry through email, I will do the same. I will answer back that email and say, these are all great questions. Here's the first step in our consult process. You need to watch all these videos and then you can book a phone consult with us. So the first process is that I have developed three informational videos. The first one is what does a midwife do? This video will give Anybody who potentially wants information, all of the nitty gritty. So no matter where you are in the country, there are things that midwives do and don't do. And sometimes people call and they have no clue whatsoever. And I'm sorry, but I don't have time to explain all the little intricacies of what midwives can and can't do. And of course, it's going to be different wherever you are, correct? And maybe you're willing to do some things that other midwives don't do in your community. So it's nice to have all of these spelled out. Um, So I developed, it was actually quite a while ago, about the beginning of COVID, that just talks about what midwives do, because I was getting phone calls and consults and I started sitting down with people and they didn't it just their general questions was like wow I'm really having to defend my career field here right now they're asking me questions about prescriptions they're asking me questions about you know what will happen um 
you know, very high risk things. They had no general understanding of the fact that midwives deal with low risk clients that we typically deal holistically. So I put that all in a video. I felt like that was um, a good thing to put forward because there was so many uneducated people calling about midwifery care. And I just didn't have the energy, honestly, to have that conversation over and over and over again. So I have this video that is what do midwives do? And it explains um, our skill sets, uh, what we do for emergencies, what the standard of care looks like, the timeline of care. So they really had an understanding of like, okay, okay, I'm going to get regular prenatal care. I am I don't need to say an OB. Like they had some general understandings, all these questions that I'm constantly answering over and over again. And I really encouraged their partners to also watch these videos as well. So they had an understanding as well. And this was really, really helpful and a game changer in a lot of ways because I was just telling a story today to another midwife about how very early in my career, I once sat down with a couple for a good hour and a half, just like we were just having a good old time and we're connected and it was so great. And, you know, we, we had all the same philosophies and then, um, they asked about their insurance. And I said, Oh, I said, well, I don't take insurance. Like you have to pay cash. Like your insurance company doesn't pay for this. And that was the end of the conversation. We had spent an hour and a half developing this great (laughs) rapport. And I answered all their questions and we had such a great, um, meeting. And then it realized, I realized real quickly, I was like, wow, there's some really basic information that needs to go out before anybody really books an appointment with me. So that's where this all stemmed from. And, um, so once I put that video together, that was fantastic. It really answered a lot of people's questions about what midwives do for emergency. For me particularly, you know, we're all different and we all have different skill sets and it's different in different parts of the country, what we can and can't do. So that's why this video is so wonderful. It's not going to be good. You know, it's my video and I encourage you to make your own video. Um, So it really answered a lot of questions right up front. You know, a lot of dads had questions about what was going to happen in emergencies. A lot of moms had questions about how often they were going to get seen, you know, things like that. This. And then after a while, uh, the questions all started to revolve around money. Like, how much is it going to cost? What are my payments going to look like? Uh, What happens if I come in late to care? What happens if I leave at 36 weeks? Or what happens if I transfer to the hospital? So I put all of that information into videos as well, because that was some, you know what, honestly, I'd rather put it in a video and let them listen to it before they even interact with me. And that way they can get their, (laughs) they can get their surprise moments out of the way. And I don't have to feel awkward about talking about transfers for care and how they're not going to get a refund. Um, It was nice to just have that all out on the table right before they even meet me. Because honestly, if they have a problem with that before they even meet me, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. And I think we can all agree that that is a good thing, right? So um, in the past, I, um, had been taking insurance plans. I had a couple different videos that explained the different payment options, whether they are cash pay or whether they were insurance and what that looked like. So I put those videos out as well. And so currently 
What that process looks like right now is that when we get inquiries, either by phone or by email, we direct them to the website and it, um, I got fancy. And when you click on the links, it sends you to what we call a landing page. So it clicks you into another website and you go through this whole, what we call a funnel process. So they watch the videos and if they're still interested, then they can book. There's an, a calendar system connected to the whole thing. And then they can book a one-on-one um, -on -one phone consult with me and my, my calendar opens up my availability. So that way I'm not taking phone calls randomly throughout the day that are somewhat inconvenient for me. Okay. Um, if you are interested in taking a look at my flow, I 100% welcome you to come to my website, which is avbirthcenter.com and click on the tour, click on that um, link and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, so that was the first step in the consult process. We'll really like the second, right? They make the phone call and then we would direct them on to watching the videos. And what this does is, is really weeds out a lot of the people who, um, where before we were, people were calling my office, they were interested in meeting with a midwife and then they were booking these one-on-one -on -one consults with me. I, I would set some time aside and meet with them and then realize within like the first 10 minutes that there was no way that this would fit. They had no idea that they had to pay for services. They, um, they had, I, they really thought that, or they thought that they were going to birth in the hospital. That was, that was a couple of those. Um, I've literally had people show up and, and were like, where's the doctor? So there was a lot of uneducated, uneducated, um, consumers coming out of the woodworks basically because of COVID. So this really drove me to really dial in all my information. I will say if you have a, a great, um, maybe FAQ page on your website, um, commonly asked questions, Q and A's good for you. I'm sure that, that somebody took a lot of time to handcraft that. I'm going to tell you like nobody reads that stuff. Just saying. And that's been my experience is that nobody takes the time to read anything anymore, especially if it's lengthy. Um, blog post writing is out the window these days. So everybody wants content. They want something they can listen to or visually see and listen to. So video is where it's at or what you're listening to right now, a podcast, an audio version. Um, although you know, the, the good stuff, the Q and a stuff, it, people are still using those methods of media and they're still good to have on your website, of course. But I have found that, um, in my experience, I just have not had luck with people even directing them to our FAQ page kind of insulted them. And I literally do have a bad review somewhere on Yelp or one of those places that was a, um, a young lady who just was so mad at me because I wouldn't answer her questions in an email. 
Um, and they were lengthy questions, very, very lengthy. She did not want to have a conversation with me on the phone about them because I, she had 12 questions and they were all like, what happens if X, Y, and Z happens? And, you know, they were not questions that I could just straightforward answer. I had to, you know, it was, well, if this happens, if that happens, then this is what's going to happen. She couldn't take that. She really got super defensive about it and, um, just decided to badmouth me in some, some review, which whatever it didn't, it didn't offend me at all that she did that. It was kind of, when I see things like that, by the way, um, I feel like people really do show their true colors. And, um, I want to tell all you midwives, when you get a bad review, just turn the other way, because I promise, um, when other people are reading those reviews, they see the snideness of that person writing that review. They really do. Um, and I know that it hurts when somebody writes something that's not true about you. I really do. But welcome, welcome to the real world. That's how our culture works now, honestly. Right. Um, so with these pre-recorded videos, I have been able to answer a ton of questions and weed out the people who really aren't serious, honestly. Um, now what happens is they book that one-on-one -on -one consult with me on the phone. So now I have a really quick conversation with them on the phone. So that way I can gather some information and make sure they are a good candidate for me to meet them in person. Um, you know, have they, what, what is their history? What is their health history? What is their birth history? Do they meet the midwifery standard of care? Number one, two, can I answer any questions right off the bat that they are like, that'll make or break their meeting with me, um, about money or, um, care or whatever it is that, that they, you know, if that would make a big difference for them. And at, at the end of all of our phone conversation, if they are, they still want to follow through and I'm feeling comfortable about it as well, we book that one-on-one -on -one in-person tour or consult and get together in person. And that's how I personally spend um, all the one-on-one -on -one consults that I do in person are probably 99% are people that I'm working with because we've already broken down all the... Um, the barriers and answered all the questions at this point, which are pretty general. They're, you know, the things that we're really focusing on now when we get together one-on-one -on -one is all about our personalities and whether or not we feel comfortable with each other, which I really appreciate. And they really appreciate because these days nobody has time to sit in my office either for uh, maybe if, um, and this also alleviated all the no shows that were happening too. Oh my goodness. If you are not doing all this work up front, the amount of no shows that I was having was incredible. So that was, um, probably part of why I started this process too. Cause it was, um, really frustrating, right? Really frustrating that you put, um, people on your calendar to, and you're making the time you're setting the time aside for them to meet them in person and give them your energy. But then they didn't have the, they, they, they didn't, they didn't show. So I, after a few times of that realized like, okay, I've got to do something about this. I can't, um, I can't be doing this anymore. So I really, really love this process. I know it sounds very, businessy and maybe not personal, but honestly, it has really helped 
um, get through the people that are not serious. And it's what works for me. I hope, you know, you can definitely start with the process that works better for you and what your clientele is like in your community, because it, it might not be like mine. You know, I have a, a lot of people calling me that are intending to use their insurance. So we're, we're very careful about who we meet with because there's a lot of people who do not qualify. They're not low risk enough to be in midwifery care. All right. So I hope all of that helped. That is my workflow starting from the point of contact with people, either whether it was a, um, a website inquiry or they called our office and left a voicemail, called the office and asked some questions, they get funneled through this whole process. And I really have found that this makes a huge difference in the, the time that I'm spending with people who are not serious or did not have um, like a grasp on how midwifery care works or generally how my practice works. Cause you are all going to be different, right? There's, there's um, birth centers and practices all over the country that take insurance. And it'd be great to have that information all, you know, put into some kind of information funnel. So that way they learn that before they come to your practice. Um, another tip I have for, that I personally dealt with was um, back when I was accepting insurance, I had a, a really big problem with people not showing up for their consults with me because, you know, they maybe Tuesday they were like, Ooh, I'm going to go tour the birth center and they scheduled a tour. And then their tour wasn't until maybe Friday or even the next week. And then by then they got, they lost interest for some reason. And we were having a lot of tours booked on our website or booked through us, you know, someone who kind of pre-qualified and then they, you know, they don't, their insurance is going to pay for everything. So they booked this tour and then just never showed up. And for me, that was super frustrating because I come into the office and put that, like, I don't book prenatals during that tour. I hadn't, you know, it was booked solid for that 30 minutes to meet with this couple in person. And my staff is there too, which I'm paying them an hourly rate to be in the office. So I was actually paying money to do tours with these people in, in a business mindset. That's what I was doing. So I had to, I had to nip that one in the butt really, really fast. So, um, we started initiating like this, um, I basically wrote a text message that explained to people like, Hey, we are just wanting to confirm your appointment for tomorrow. Our midwives um, do consults for free on their own free time. So we wanted to make sure that you were still committed to showing up. If for some reason you decide not to show without canceling, we will not be rebooking your tour. So I kind of let them know right then and there that if they were not going to be committed and they were just going to do a no-show that I wasn't going to put them back on my schedule because personally, I think that's absolutely rude. Um, and it had been done enough to me that I felt like this was what my boundary was. Okay. So this was, you know, I was taking uh, Medicaid and I, I feel like I was being taken advantage of a lot. So that was what I initiated to um, alleviate. And it helped like a lot. There was some people who immediately text, Oh yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and cancel my appointment, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I decided to go with 
the OB, right? You know, so then that was great because then I knew like, great, they weren't serious anyway. Um, and then there was a lot of people who confirmed right away too, said, yes, I'm going to be there. So excited, looking forward to it, you know, and you knew that they were serious when they showed up to receive, to receive that information. So just my little bit, my last tip for that. Okay. So I hope all of this helped if hearing somebody else's perspective on how they deal with consults and how to get through just all of the inquiries that are happening, how to keep them straight. I do have a little notebook that I um, also write, like when I do those phone consults, I write down all the information that I'm talking to them about. And that way, when I see them in person, I remember the conversation I had with them. So I hope all this helps. Thank you for listening today. I want to take the time now to talk about midwife to midwife and what the future looks like for 2023. So if you have not ever looked into the membership platform that I have developed, it is on a non-social media platform called Mighty Networks. What it is, is I've developed a community space for midwives to talk about midwife things. We're not talking about birth. We're not talking about, um, you know, what we're talking about with moms. We're talking about what we need as midwives, as business owners to thrive and to be sustainable and to just grow our profession. Our profession is growing really, really fast. And I really believe that we have got to start talking to each other. And it's really hard. This is a really lonely space, I believe. And that's my experience. I know it's a lot of your experiences as well. You know, we we geographically don't work very close to people. And sometimes there's just like a lot of, um, I don't know, there's, there's some tension in some communities. So you're not very social with the midwives that are in your community either. So I really wanted to create this peer-to-peer support group and inside, what this looks like is it is 100% non-social media. So when you get into the group, you're not being bombarded with messages from outside agencies, whatever you know, Facebook ads want you to see that day. It is very specific. So if you have a question about how people are writing their um, financial contracts, if you're considering buying a new pulse oximeter, want to know what other midwives think, um, everything's cataloged in the platform so you can easily look it up so you're not searching through old chat forums and blah, blah, blah. Like these are the struggles that I've had over the years. I might've like one day been reading a Facebook post about somebody who bought a midwife bag that they really love. And I'm like, oh gosh, I really like that. And then two years later, I was ready to buy that bag. And I was like, oh man, how do I find the link for that bag again? So what I love about midwife, midwife, midwife to midwife platform is that it is very, um, organized and, and has, um, it's very accessible and you can get it all on your phone. So my goal for 2023 is to really build this platform up and get a lot more of you on it and asking you guys what your opinions and what you want to share with other midwives, what your, um, experiences are and, just get us all communicating. So for 2023, I'm offering a membership for just $12. That's a dollar a month if you join right now. So if you go to the link in the show notes, you can join, you'll get a two-week free trial and then pay just $12 for all of 2023. And so there will be forums that I'm going to start building up all about gear. So if you're curious about um, resuscitation gear, the midwife bags, what pulse oximeters we love, what Dopplers are great, which ones suck, you know, where to buy your birth supplies, 
all of that is going to be in the gear rundown. There's going to be a forum that's all about the business side. So contracts and setting up your business and et cetera, et cetera. And then there's going to be forums that are about birth center management. There's going to be a forum. Um, I'm actually going to pull up the list. Let's see. We've got marketing and we have a forum that's about the midwife surveys. So all the surveys that I've been running are going to all be listed in the forums as well. And then we'll start developing forums as they come along. There'll also be a monthly Q&A that will come along. So if there's a burning question that you want to hear from other midwives, I'm going to reach out to the community, ask that question and relay that all back. Hopefully interview a few midwives who've got their processes down so you can hear from other midwives what they're doing as well. And then um Another big project that I'm taking on in the first quarter of 2023 is what I want to call 12 protocols in 12 weeks. So this is where I would love to see a huge group of midwives from around the country um, talking about 12 very specific protocols every single week. Um, we're going to one protocol per a week um, and talk about how you what your protocol is and how you're doing it. And then um, at the end of that week, all of us will be able to decide for ourselves what we want to put in our protocol and have a solidified written protocol for that subject. So at the end of 12 weeks, you will have 12 complete protocols for your practice. So if you've definitely been struggling to get those protocols finished, this is somewhat of a little bit of an accountability group to get you going for 2023 and get those 12 protocols into your policies and procedures books and nail down. And then to hear, even if you already have your own, we would love to hear from you. We want to hear what your what your protocol looks like. And then you can hear from other midwives. I love hearing from other midwives because when I listen to somebody else talk about what their protocol is for, like, let's say anemia, I'm like, oh, I, I really like what they're doing. Maybe I want to adopt that. And then I'm going to change my protocol to say that. And that's, you know, sometimes we learn or we start experiencing different perspectives and that's how we evolve, right? So I'm super excited about that. So again, if you are interested in joining Midwife to Midwife, um, you can uh, click on the link in the show notes. You can go to the website as well, my mid, uh, midwife to midwife.com, and you can find us there. So hopefully we'll be seeing you there. All right. Thanks a lot for listening today. I'll catch you next Tuesday. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that concludes today's chat. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Share with your midwife colleagues who you think would enjoy this show as well. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Midwife to Midwife. Links are in the show notes. All right, friends, take care. Bye-bye.